ladies we're and back. gentlemen, we're back. Mm-hmm. Here you go. Seeking wisdom. This is All what right. we're talking about. A real book. We were reviewing I a real book I actually here. cannot believe we've gone almost 120 episodes and we have not reviewed this book. Little humble brag. You know, there's a picture out there with me D- and uh, DG and Robert. Yeah. Caldini. Yeah. Cialdini. Cialdini. That's how, how he says it. Yeah. But, uh, wow. That's right. Tell them that story. We were hanging with our homie. Yeah. Ryan. Yeah. Dice. Yeah. And uh, Ryan Dice um, runs a company called Digital Marketer. I speak in at a conf- his yeah. conference called Traffic and Conversion. Yeah. And uh, fantastic person who's going to be on the podcast later on. He's a homie. Yeah. Anyway, we were backstage. Well, know, actually, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold uh, on. So, so the real, uh, so DC was backstage where okay. the VIP speakers go. Okay. I was trying to find him, mm-hmm. and I go backstage, and he's sitting on this couch <laughs> next to this older gentleman, yeah. and the two of them are just talking. And I'm like, and who was that guy? Who the? I'm like, oh my god, that's Robert Cialdini. And DC's like, hey, I want you to meet somebody. I'm like, what is happening right now? <laughs> and this guy, we post for picture. Best part of it though, he has six principles, which we're going to talk about today. You'll yeah. intro that. Mm-hmm. He reaches in his pocket and he hands me a little card, okay. a little cheat sheet. Yeah. And it had the six principles on it. That is awesome. I wish I don't have my card. When did with you me first? When did you first hear about this book? When it came out? Wow. No. Do you see that? I didn't mean it like that. Do you see that? That was, eight, see that was in the 80s. That was, that was not an attack. Attacks? That was not an attack. It's like it was like in 1962. Did you, <laughs> did you, uh, is that how you heard the book? Man. Come cold on. Cold-blooded here. Come on. All right. All right. It's okay. So, no, I did not hear of this book when it first came out, which was in 1984. All right. Um, I don't remember what year I heard of this book, but I have read this book for many years, at least a decade now. Here, here's what I, what I meant to say. When DHD was... Too. When did you? When this. did this book start taking off in the marketing in the marketing world? It wasn't because it know wasn't if a marketing it even book. Took took off in the marketing world. And I don't remember how I found it, uh, but I came across this book at least a decade ago. Okay. And the book is called Influence. Mm. And if you are a marketer and you're listening to this podcast and you have not read this book, you're a poser. I'm sorry, dude. That's you're not a, a marketer. It's a fact, dude or do that. You are not a marketer. Actually, to until p- you read this book called Influence. To prep for this, I actually just sorry, I didn't mean to I harm you, calling you a poser. But I you need to just, read this book. No, it's it's true. I brought all my notes, my Kindle notes from mm-hmm. this book. It's pages. just like pages. Anyway, so, I read this book at least a decade ago. It is one of the. It's probably the first book that I would read if you are interested in marketing or sales. If you're in sales too, you need to read this book. Uh, and it basically goes over why we make uh, the how we make decisions and why we make those decisions. And Robert Cialdini goes into this. And guess yeah. what? You know who recommends this book? Who? Who's that over there? Oh, your Not boys, your boys, right Warren and Charlie. Uh, uh, he yeah. does. Charlie Munger. He does. If you know me, you know I've talked about cognitive biases. And go look at, for the video on YouTube called. The 25 Cognitive Biases, oh, yeah. Human Misjudgment, and that is an interview with Charlie Munger. Yes. And in Charlie Munger's interview, the first thing that he says is that this is the book that blew him away, wow. that let him understand Cognitive Biases, the book influence right here. So is that, a good, is, that a good, is that what you should do when you say go it's, right to the top? If Charlie Munger says good. read this book, should you read the book? Pretty good. My old uncle over there, 90-something years pretty old, good. billionaire, so, I think is okay. So the, 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 point that, the point that he makes is that we all have these automatic, he calls them automatic behaviors, mm-hmm. and there's things that we are just naturally biased to do and prone to do that make us really vulnerable to, to buying, to I'm making confused. decisions. What's the matter? I don't know how you could be a marketer and not have read this book. Oh, that's tough. You know, we should we should probably give it away. We should give it away. How yeah. are we going to give it away? 
you got to listen. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to give it, we're going to talk about the book. There's six principles we're going to mm-hmm. run through them each, but here's what you're going to do. If you're going to listen to this podcast right now, I want you to take a screenshot on your phone. Do the screenshot thing. Okay. Okay. Do the screenshot thing. The first 10 people that do that, tweet at us, tweet at you because uh-huh. they need to show you, they need to admit that they didn't read it yet, which okay. is okay because humility is a big part of this, right? Uh-huh. So they're going to take a screenshot and then tweet, hey, you can't say at decancel first because then... A, a lot of people still see it, but okay. you need to say, hey, at decancel, can I get a copy of Influence? All right. Do that on Twitter. Okay. And that's the first 10 only on Twitter we're going to do that. Yeah. But for everyone else, Twitter if you only. miss out on the Twitter thing, mm. I want you to take a screenshot of this okay. book. Okay. Post it on your Instagram. Oh. Feed. Oh. On the feed. Feed. Go no private messages. Feed. Put it on your feed and say, I want this book, and we will send you a copy of this book. Yeah. Tag Hey Drift at Hey Drift. That's pretty good. We're going to give this book to a ton of people. Robert Cialdini right. right here. All right, I love let's it. get into let's it. Let's talk about the six things. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell them, and I want you to do the. I'm gonna run through the six principles, and you, you narrate. He's quizzing me. You narrate. No, no, I'm gonna tell you what they are. You just comment. Okay, so there's six, there's six principles, right? And they're basically all these automatic behaviors that we have. So number one, reciprocity. Okay, he says we all have a natural obligation to mm-hmm. reciprocate. Mm-hmm. What does that mean to you, in, a, in from a marketing perspective? Yeah. So the way a great example of reciprocity is. Uh, have you ever been over to DHG's Too Young? So she hasn't been. Have you ever been over to Costco? I have. Okay. So you go to Costco. But I don't know where you're going with this. Okay. You go into Costco. Yeah. And uh, you walk around. And there are all these people that are sitting there with little tasters. The samples? The samples, right? So you go up to the samples. I never thought of the samples as reciprocity. Come on, man. Damn. Uh, you go up to the samples. So you go into Costco and they have these people that are standing that are free samples. And it'll be samples of chips, samples of drinks, samples of candy, samples of heated food, frozen food. And what they're doing, because Costco got that from, uh, from you know who they got that from? Who? Sam Walton. Pretty good. Walmart. Pretty okay. Good. So they got that. And so what that is is an example of reciprocity. If you take a sample from someone, mm. you're more inclined to want to do business with that person mm-hmm. or want to even buy that product. Mm. That is why they have those samples out there. Mm-hmm. And so that's an example of reciprocity. He says another person can trigger a feeling of indebtedness by doing us an uninvited favor. So even if the favor is uninvited, mm-hmm. even if you didn't want it, mm-hmm. if I say, hey, you go have this. Mm-hmm. Then and that's how come we're willing to do something. I'm willing to do something for anyone who leaves a six-star review. Uh <laughs> Shouts out Amy I'm, and DHD in no, there. No, in, in all honesty, that's why that's why we're okay with spending a bunch of money buying books and giving them away because you're going to help spread the word for the show. Yep. We're going to give you this book. Exactly. Which right. is goodness. Uh, so number one, reciprocity. Number two, by the way, this is like this, you don't have to read the book. You have to read the book, but we're giving it to you. It's okay. okay you don't num- have to read it. We're number one, it. number one, reciprocity. And by the way, this is literally a, a, a checklist that Cialdini gave me, gave us. He gave mm-hmm. us a card. Yeah. It's on my desk now. This is every, if you know one you thing about seen, marketing. You should have seen. It was the coolest thing. You should have seen the young It was the coolest thing. I should get it. He was it. like a little kid. He gave me this little card. His had eyes these six. were shiny. I keep he it in my notebook. You don't need anything else. You follow these six things. So number one, I was amazing. I was it amazing. was like Santa Claus. It was really cool. It was really cool. Number one, reciprocity. Number two is social proof. Mm. Come on, so this is work. one that seems so obvious to marketers, but how many websites do you go to? How many landing pages do you go to that there's no Almost social all proof? Of them. All of them. All the bad ones. Even, so, even the first versions of most of our pages. And one of the first things that I point out is that we need social proof. So an example faces. of social proof is you need faces and testimonials, right? You need, if you've ever watched an, an infomercial, uh, you know that 80% of the infomercial, if not 90% of the infomercial is 
testimonials, uh-huh. right? At one after uh-huh. another, after another, after another. You know another, who is a another. legendary testimonial guy? Who? A legendary social proof. Who? Billy Mays. Billy Mays. Testimony, testimony, testimony. DHD is too young for that. She's like, what? What's Billy the, what Mays. What's an infomercial? Billy Mays would literally smash his foot with a hammer to uh-huh. show you that his foot was not getting injured. Yeah. That is social proof. He would seal up a thing and then put water in it yeah, and yeah. show you. Yeah, the testimonials were the social proof. So that's the social proof. So everything has to have social proof because we make decisions based on that. If you go to Amazon.com yeah, and you go buy a product, you will see uh, the ratings and reviews. And the reason the ratings and reviews are there are to trigger social proof. Social proof number two. Actually, almost all of these things that we're talking about Amazon, is on the Amazon product page. And so we'll maybe... If you're good, we'll give you an example of we did a mock-up. I did a, a markup of an Amazon page mm. showing this was internal only at Drift, showing people how uh, all of these things are triggered yeah. on every Amazon page. Mm-hmm. And and so so Cialdini is a uh, he's a he's a he's a doctor. He's a psychologist, mm-hmm. right? PhD. And he said that the, the scientific definition is uh, one means we use to determine what is correct is to find out what other people think is mm-hmm. correct, right? So if you're making a decision, show me the 10 people who already did this. I'm more likely to do it. So that's number two, social proof. Number three is really underrated, I think. Not a lot of people talk about this one. And this one is commitment. Mm. <laughs> you remember this one? Uh, yeah, I remember all of these. <laughs> I know so, you do. So commitment. Uh Charlie Munger would call this commitment consistency bias. Yes. Right? If you look at that. I can't pretty believe good. the young, That's the young pretty guy good. trying to, trying to quiz good. me, trying to quiz me, me on cognitive five. bias. Elias, come in here. Elias, come in here. We're talking about Cialdini. Oh, when you guys met him? Yeah. What happened with Cialdini? We're just talking about his book, this, The Principles, Social Proof, con- Commitment, Reciprocity. Elias is shy. This is the first time he's ever been shy. Unbelievable. Yeah. Like, yeah. like this is a live broadcast. Yeah, customer call. All right. <laughs> So uh, commitment consistency, this yeah. is how we do things here at yeah. Drift. Uh, commitment consistency bias. Yes. So the bias here is, and the way that Charlie Munger describes it, is that once we, have ma- once we make a decision, we are more likely to stick to our decisions and be stubborn about that decision, and that's called commitment consistency. So the more, as, as soon as we make a commitment, we have a bias mm. to want to stick to that commitment and not retreat from that. This is why the gym membership thing is such a powerful model, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Because the gym membership thing is a perfect example here, right? So gym membership, the way the, that model works is that you join, and somewhere like a Planet Fitness, which is big in the United States, you go, it's like nine ninety nine a, a month, $9.99. It costs nothing. Nothing. But once you've made that commitment, you almost never cancel because in the mind, and this is commitment bias, in the mind you think, mm. I'm going to go next week. I'm going to go next month. Yeah. Why would I cancel it? It's just too much worry. Or you don't cancel because you don't want what canceling your membership says, says right? about you. You might have mm. never gone. You might have never gone to the gym once in that yeah, year. Yeah. But if don't you cancel it, you I'm that. not looking at you. If you cancel it, <laughs> If you cancel it, then you know that the chance is never going to happen. And so by keeping your membership open, you know you're more likely to go. I have you know I went Commitment to the gym bias. today. You did? Yeah, YMCA. Respect. Respect. <laughs> YMCA. Okay. All the right. Y, what's up? I also belong to the Equinox okay. here, but I went to the Y. All right. So uh, reciprocity, number one. Social proof, number two. Commitment, number three. Number four is authority. And the point that he makes with authority is that we're all influenced by authority, even if we don't know it. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so this is like getting higher, you know, people with bigger job titles or, or, or you know, pushing, you know, messages from, from the president or, or the CEO or, yeah. you know, putting your face on a letter that we write out yeah. to people. And right? so, so a perfect combination of the authority bias and the social proof bias is that you'll try to get someone. Imagine that this book 
on the book page that there was a testimonial from a former president. Come on. Right? And so that's that hits two things, yeah. authority bias oh, I didn't even think and of social proof bias. Right? So you got social proof and you have authority mix in there. And so that's why people tend to choose people with elevated status, mm. whether it's uh, professionals, uh, influencers, or business people. It's because it's hitting on multiple biases. Because he, he says he says we all fall for the even the perception mm-hmm. of authority. Authority, yep. yeah, it always works. Which is one of my pet peeves. Which is the six person startup where everyone is a VP or C level person. That's the not that's here, not here. Okay, scarcity, scarcity. Come on. You right. could do a, you could do an hour you could yeah. do it how many texts have you sent me in my life about scarcity scarcity everyone forgets the scarcity yeah. part so again a perfect example of this go to Amazon go to a product listing page and often on that product listing page you'll see a little thing that's under right at the top and you know what that little thing says it says only two left mm. we'll we'll be getting more we'll get more next week but two two items are left and uh, and what that triggers in you is that they're gonna run out. So, but they hit you with another thing. They don't, it's not misleading. It's not saying, I'm never going to get any of these. We're going to get more next week. But if you want this this week, uh, we only have two left. Yeah, if you want it in your house by Saturday, you better, you better get it now. Exactly. And then they trigger it again one other way, which is if you order in the next one hour, we can have this to you by tomorrow. Mm. Right? And if you order two hours later, it's going to take two days. Urgency and scarcity Urgency in one and scarcity bucket together. So, but what what I learned from this, and then and then the thing about how we apply this is, he says that the law. It's actually the thing with scarcity is the loss is more powerful than the gain. Mm-hmm. It's people cite, yeah. What we miss out on the potential loss is what drives the behavior. Mm-hmm. Not that I have to get this so bad, yeah. but oh my god, I'm gonna miss out. Am I gonna miss out on this if I don't get it now? Absolutely. I think uh, Charlie Munger calls that loss aversion. So one of the things that we don't want is forget the gain. We're more scared of loss. Mm-hmm. Right, so loss of status or loss of yeah. an opportunity. I mean, it's the same same thing, right? Like in your in in one of your new favorite books, like Relentless, and your guy Tim Grover, right? If you talk to somebody like Michael Jordan, did Michael Jordan love winning so much, or did he hate losing? He hated losing. Hated losing. Mm-hmm. Okay, last one, Me number too. number six. I know number number six, and then we're out here because we just broke down the whole book. Number All six right. is liking. Mm-hmm. People are easily persuaded by other people that they like. Yes, and so uh, liking bias. I think. I'm trying to remember what Charlie Munger calls this, but this is uh, one of his as well. All of these are are part of his, and then he expands into 25, right? This is only six. So liking bias. Mm -hmm. Liking is um, the more, this one is interesting, because the more likable someone seems to you, and it might be totally uh, someone that someone else would not like, the more willing you're uh, to do business with them. Or to do something with them. Yeah, right? this is why this is why like those um, MLMs, like the multi-level marketing mm-hmm. things. This is why they work so well, right? Yeah. The Mary Kay, the Tupperware, the whatever, because it's usually from somebody that you're friends with. Totally. And this is actually one. The reverse of this is something that we're that I'm always talking about internally here, which is one of the traps that we fall in with this bias right here, this liking bias, mm-hmm. is that we are often, all of us are often unwilling to learn from people that we don't like because of this bias. Right. And yeah. Say, say more. Dive deeper in that. So, yeah. like, y- you use an example of somebody who people don't like. Yeah. Right. Lots of people. Yeah. And the people just off. Off. Right. Yeah. You can use anyone. You can use Kim Kardashian. I don't know anything about her. Yeah. Uh, Donald Trump. Whatever. No, I mean that. That's whatever. a popular one, right? We, uh, the the Trump example is a, is is a great one, right? People. Th- there actually is marketing lessons in there, but people There's marketing people lessons don't want to hear in that. Everything. Piece of it. Yes. But as soon as you mention someone that you don't like, you're anchored to. Then you're just like. 
then I can't listen to them. Yeah. I can't listen to them. I yeah. can't listen to them. Yeah. And we're not saying listen to them and be convinced by them, but analyze them and understand what did they do? Why did that work? Why did it work? Right. And so there's a lesson in everything. And so the opposite, this bias holds us back from learning. Probably of all the biases that we listed here, liking, the liking bias holds us back the most in terms of growth and learning. That's a good one. I didn't think of that. All right, so there you go. There you have it. Those are your six principles. Let's recap them. Reciprocity, yep. social proof, commitment, authority, scarcity, and liking. Yeah, you said an interesting word there. What? Six. Six. Yeah, as in six stars. Oh. oh see, huh. I, like, I like the number six. So six, there's six principles, there's six stars. One for each. One for each. So why don't you leave a six-star review, open up that podcast, Apple Podcasts, on your phone, yes. Stitcher, yes. leave six-star reviews. I think I heard reports this week that they are still broken, and you might have to leave five. But then in the comments say, I was trying to leave six. Yeah. Call out DHD, Amy. Never call out DHD. Don't call me out. I'm good. Okay. I'm good. And uh, let us know how you like this, and yeah. let us know if you want a copy of Influence. This Don't forget, is the book. Screenshot, 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 screenshot now, right yeah. now. Screenshot on your phone. Post it on Instagram. First 10. Post it on Twitter. Yeah, first 10 on Twitter who post this. Yeah. And then anyone who puts it in their Instagram feed, we're going to get you a copy of this book. Robert Cialdini, gangster. Dude looked good for his age, huh? He looked real good. He had a suit, man. He had a pocket full of those cheat sheets. Oh, yeah. That was amazing. And just so you know, Robert Cialdini here holds dual appointments at Arizona State University. Shout it out, ASU. Yeah. Go party. It's pretty good. Go Cardinals. We're out of here. Oh, that was pretty good. See ya. See ya.